entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long. This hood, Ooh, for this pop, this hot, wee, this look song, what the brackets make on this. Dude, yo, hey yo, it's TBD. We are back in the building, and I just gotta say, it is a glorious, glorious time outside. Weather breaking a little bit. Could throw your Crocs on without, you know, for the freaks who wear Crocs without the socks, and it's not that warm out. You could, you could, you could have did it today. You new to the Croc wave, though. Just throwing that out there. I had to put you on that wave. You're oh, welcome. No, that's true. No, <laughs> stop. 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 I can't say that you put me on. Oh my God. Yo. Confirmed. I got you your friend. You wouldn't have got widgets without me. I stole these. Actually, I didn't scratch that. You did. You had it right the first time. I was gifted these from Isaac when he got his indoor pair of Crocs. Thank you very much. Thief. Gifted. Not Thief. Wale, but I was gifted. <laughs> I was gifted. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I'm not like, I'm like, you know, 30. I'm gifted for a small 30. I'm not gifted for a big 50, 51. I'm not like Sadiq Bay or none of them niggas like that. And like, Aside from March being like March Madness in the NBA, we've seen, I want to say it's eight motherfuckers as it went for at least 50 in the month of March. Yep. Some louder than others. You know, Kyrie had an incredible 60. <laughs> Could have had 80 something for real, for real, because he got subbed out with about eight minutes left. But like his 50 and 60 is going south because he did get both. That shit gonna sound loud because, of like, you know, like he's a household name. He's Kyrie Irving. But if I hit you and was like, yo, Terrence Ross had 55 the other night, you'd be like, when he was on the Magic? Like, right. <laughs> what? If I hit you, yo, Sadiq Bey had 51. You personally would be like, of course, I can see that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy though like here's i mean like when i saw that sadiq bay had 50 i was just like my guy he's showing up he's doing what i always knew he could and what he's been doing since he got to nova i mean he was a scorer on nova's team and i know a lot of people didn't really get to see him because he was um you know he was a part of that covid year and didn't really get to play in the tournament him and jeremiah robinson earl both of them you know, you didn't really get to see them enough in the tournament and get the hype around them. But don't get it twisted. That man, Sadiq Bey, can score the basketball. He is a talented guard. And him coupled with Cunningham, Cade, Detroit's got, got a little something brewing over there. I think there's a reason why Jeremy Grant didn't get moved. Like, 
they're trying to build something over there. Nah, that's a fact. And like, you know, I hate to do this to some people. I ain't going to put their names in it. I'm going to just, they know who they are. I mean, you could put the names in it, bro. Like, I just, I feel as though <laughs> we like, have so a justice, bad. though. We got a justice to hold people accountable. Isn't that, I thought that was the theme. Like, post-2020, it was like, we need to keep people accountable. You're right. So I'm going to keep myself accountable. I don't remember. Because these conversations kind of melt. <laughs> together. You know what I mean? They melt <laughs> together. And every time something like this happens, something by me saying that, like, yo, so-and-so had 50, I was told by some people at some space runs that, oh, all 50s are the same. 50 don't mean nothing. This 50 mm-hmm. ain't like that 50. And I'm just like, oh, it's easy for everybody to get 50 now. Raggy? Des is of the world. And I'm, like you said, Raggy? <laughs> wow, Sway. Because we saw KD's 50. It ain't look nothing like Kyrie's 60 or his Mm-mm. 50. Jason Tatum 50 didn't look nothing like Sadiq Bay's 50. Mm-mm. And Sadiq Bay's 50 might have been the purest out of all of them. Mm-mm. So, like, when I'm told and motherfuckers want to have these comp, oh, 50 this, not impressive that, everybody can get, if everybody could get 50, they would. If everybody could draw fouls, we say it all the time, if everybody could draw fouls like James Harden and Joel Embiid and, 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 and Giannis, they would do it. But it's not something that's just, it's, it's not, 50 is not as tangible as motherfuckers think it is. So, I like, agree. I saw the Sadiq Bay 50, and I'm like, all oh, this is damn near off of jump shots. Like, it's not really, like, it's not really breaking you down, going past you, lays. It's rhythm dribble, rhythm dribble. Ah, I'm going to just squeeze it short. And a lot of that shit is just, I mean, if you want to chalk it up to a shooter getting hot, fine. Because a lot of niggas in the league that can shoot. You know, I mean, it's a lot of people that can score the ball, but not a lot of people can go get 50. Yo, you got to be special to do that. So, like, we're watching the March Madness of the NBA right now. No, I mean, a thousand percent. I think, I mean, and like, if you watch Sadiq Bey in Jay Wright's system, he had his way. <laughs> like, the kid is was special. Like, he scored effort, effortlessly, and he understood the game at a, at a unique level, which I think is, like, the key around guys being special guys being different and guys being able to score the ball at a high level like we talked about this earlier off camera we talked about how basketball players play and like get ready and like their mentality and how they play at a slower pace i think the game is just slow as hell for sadiq and it's been i think he's been one of those players where the game slowed down faster for him, which is why we're seeing him score at these high levels. He, I mean, his rookie year, he had a 30-point game. And like, okay, a lot of people do get 30, but it's very hard to score 30 points as a rookie. Tyrese Maxey did the same thing. And it's like now we're seeing him come and, and take these big major level steps. Like when these young guys hit marks like 30, 40 points in games, 
it means more than a seven-year vet scoring 30 because he's young. He shouldn't be scoring 30 this early. It's a difference. And think about the foundation of what both of those players had. In college, they have coaches that if they don't win a championship, okay, it's hard to do that. But those coaches, the Jay Wrights, the Coach Cows, those guys, they preach a certain set of foundation items from going from a, a college player to a pro. And you see it more so in the Nova, in the Nova system than I think any other system that puts out pros in college. Like the Calipari kids, the Kentucky kids, they're the Devin Bookers, you know? We didn't really see him flourish like that, but we, you know, it looked like he had it. But all those dudes from Nova, you can tell which ones went to Nova by just watching them play ball. Because if I see Devin Booker come down and in and out Euro step lay, open offense, he probably went to Kentucky or something. But if I see player B come down, look Luca off, jump stop, two pivots, kick out, reset, get the ball, pump fake, jump stop again, lay. Oh, he went to Nova. Yeah, of course Jalen Brunson went to Nova because they are preaching that. When right. Josh, when Josh Hart got his 44, it looked like a Nova 44 with a, with a pro twist to it. It's a whole lot of jump stops and pivots and head fakes and angles. And that foundation that Jay Wright instills is something that you can see throughout all of the Nova players' careers. Even guys like Eric Paschal, who don't even play that much. When he was on the Warriors and he was getting a little bit of run, eight to 10 points a game, there's a whole bunch of jump stop dunks and jump stop gather on two, keep your foundation low, Nova Nova tap steals from the back. Those things are staples that you can see from players. So when you see a guy, especially when March comes around, all the guys who had 50, they went to the big name schools. <laughs> just a, just just how it goes. So a lot of people, I mean, they, they, people trip off when it, when it comes time for March because, like we see in the tournament <laughs> this year, to be exact, like we're seeing all types of performances big schools, small schools, New York schools, I guess. <laughs> so, like, I just, I just question those people who's trying to tell me that all 50, like 50 is easy. Yeah, they're tripping. It's not. It's just not. Like, we saw Cat get 60. He had a 32-point quarter to do that. Some dudes can't get 32 and four. <laughs> so, thanks. And again, what school did he go to? Kentucky. It's just, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. Those foundations that those coaches preach in college, a lot of those things translate over into the pros. Like, I'm not going to say Paulo Banchero is going to turn into, like, a different type of version of a player that he is, but he's going to become more refined. You know, Jason Tatum wasn't that super ISO crazy dude, that dude. You could see flash flashes and glimpses of, oh, he got a little bit of wiggle to him. 
Now every time you see KD, he said, well, I, I averaged damn near 50 on him anyway, so fuck it. Like, not necessarily a full 50, but every time he sees KD, he's like, well, I work out with this guy <laughs> in the offseason. <laughs> he know what yeah, I get man. into. So even that type of relationship, I feel like, is as, as an aside, you start working out with top-tier dudes, one, they're going to respect your game differently because they see you putting the work in like they do. And two, you push each other and you start to look and you say, well, sh-. like Jason Tatum sees Kevin Durant as probably his big homie who's just super tough. More he so don't on, a peer, on a peer aspect. More yeah, so on a peer he don't aspect. see him as KD, the unguardable nigga. He like, I mean, that is KD, but shit, I'm unguardable too now because I'm with him. You know, I got a Dragon Ball too now, ball. Like, I'm, I'm, I can do this now. So, I don't know who's going to be the next person to get 50. But I would, uh, I would put a big bet down on someone from the NBA getting 50 before the month of March is over. But maybe it's Harden know, tonight. Maybe Harden gets 50 tonight. Maybe. I would say maybe Jimmy Butler, but he couldn't get 17 from me when I needed him to. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not even. Amen. Hey, hey, man, Ye still got PTSD, man. <laughs> I don't even like certain certain players, certain names, certain teams. It gives me a little like a tingle on my on my on my spine. Not a good type. Like I, I want to swing on you and DM you and tell you about your life. That I don't know about type anger. No, I feel that because Giannis and Steph stole my list because they <laughs> they both did me real dirty. And I, I really got a gripe with them. And I, I feel like I just need to finish handling it internally. And uh, you know, I, I think we can obviously move past it, but I think it's just it's still I'm still holding on to it. It's just haven't been able to get past it yet. I'm working oh, through I, it. I feel that. I feel that like I got a little sense of relief. Because I hit a little parlay. I was scared, though, because interestingly enough, a dude on the team who last year we watched in a, a different light. You know, Illinois almost lost that game. They almost lost that joint. Before they eventually got the ass kicked, but, you know. Foolish of me to try to bet on them twice, but that's that's beside, that's beside the point. They they want me a bet, and then we ended up having an accidental conversation about Kofi uh, Coburn, and I'm just like, he's physically imposing, but I just don't know what people like expect from a dude like him. I think they expect him to be a tenacious rebounder. I think they expect him to dunk the ball and be good five feet away from the bucket, but honestly, and set hard screens. But honestly, I don't think you can expect anything more from a guy like that. I think, like, so I'm, I'm going to say this. I think he's a talented player. I think he's, you know, a solid guy. But do I think he has the potential to be, like, a star in the NBA? No, I don't. I don't think that he has that capability at all. Do I think he has the potential of being a rotational player who can give you some solid minutes here and there and give your star big some relief? 
Yeah, possibly. He plays hard defense. He's going to, you know, he's going to set hard screens. Can't really pass the ball. So, you know, I'd like him in specific offenses. Um, but I think he can be used. There's a, there's a, there's a space for it. Yeah, I think I agree. Cause like he doesn't have expectations to be some type of dynamic player the way like people are either fairly or unfairly going to put on a dude like Chet Holmgren, who I know you feel certain ways about. And, you know, like usually the, the top five dudes are guys who are from places like Kentucky, who was on the wrong end of a now historic run from St. Peter's. Disgusting. That's Shaheen Holloway, too, by the way. He, uh, <laughs> he was a breath of fresh air for me. Because, you know, every time, every March comes around, there's always one or two coaches who win a game or two. We get to see a little glimpse of, like, their personality we don't you know we're not watching coach k try to be politically correct and tom Izzo praising him while also getting his ass kicked while also struggling but also calling him to go like i get it but this breath of fresh air you know what do you say we, we got kids from new york and new jersey we, we ain't worried about that shit that's really what he wanted to say and i like that because you can see his team he plays like that and like now my question to you is like, well, what, do you think of Coach Cal differently? Because it's been a while for him to make a deep, 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 deep run, like a deep, like Final Four-ish type of run. Because I don't think I, I don't I don't feel a way about it. Because anything can happen. I feel like March is all about matchups more so than anything. Yeah. No, I can't. Here's the thing. So the the consensus always is. Oh, you know, we're not going to look at Coach K any differently because, you know, um, you know, we're not going to look at his his tournament history, how he's only won five championships for as long as he's been coaching, because, you know, anything can happen in March. So I'm not. No, I'm not going to kill Calipari. I would. I, I, there's, I just don't feel like there's a need to do that. I'm going to be even if that's how we're going to if that. If, if that's the barometer. Then I'm going to use that barometer for everybody. I'm not going to change the barometer for each situation. I just think that's unfair. So no, and not to mention that Calipari has continuously put pros in the league. So if more than half of your roster is going to the NBA and being successful, I think he's doing a great job. I think he's doing what He's what he was brought there to do. And I think he's doing what he's been telling his players he was going to do. He's owning up to his word. They always have a cha chance to win a championship, except that COVID year when that was obviously a weird situation and people don't want to talk about it. They want to say, oh, was it down here for him? Was it really? Or was it just a, a weird situation for Calipari because he has the most turnover on his roster out of the whole fucking country? And you know, he was in a situation where he doesn't have enough time to get these guys together and to buy in. That's the whole thing for Calipari. He has to basically take a whole new roster every single year and get those guys to buy in because he's the king of one and done. He doesn't have a lot of guys who are just coming back and who are two-year guys and three-year guys. He doesn't have that. He has consistent turnover in his roster. And so because of that, I'm not going to I'm not going to come down. He's he's a successful coach and he's doing what he needs to do. And he's doing what he's 
telling to these players, which is the most important thing. And not all coaches can say that. Yeah. And I want to say since the quote unquote one and done era has started, I think there's only been two teams that have one and done, um, I guess, criteria that have won a chip. And one of those is the Calipari team, you know, so one and done talent doesn't like quite literally does not equate to championships. It equates to, you know, fun runs and stuff. But, you know, I, I always have been of the mindset that experience and guard play wins you tournament games and wins you tournament championships. And I, I just don't know how to feel about Duke because they don't have any of those things. Like, I feel much more comfortable with putting stake in a team like Villanova or a team like Gonzaga. And I know that you fucking hate Gonzaga. I don't hate Gonzaga, bro. You keep you keep forcing this narrative that I hate Gonzaga when I don't. I just don't believe in them as much as everybody else. That's like, there's a complete difference between hating. I hate the Cowboys. I do not hate Gonzaga. I just don't believe in Gonzaga as much as everybody else. And we do this every, we do this every year though. We do this every year. We prop up Gonzaga and say, this is their year, man. They got this guy, man. He's a lotto pick. He's going to, they're going to do it. I believe in them. And then what do they do? They blow it every single time. So I'm just not high on them. It's okay. So I guess I I was going to ask you, like, what do people say that makes you so against what everyone is saying? And I I heard in your your voice, you're going to call it a voice, Uh, (laughs) that uh, that's what people, I guess, expect. I don't know about the whole lottery pick thing, because this is the first year they How many Jalen Suggs last year? But he didn't really have, like, lottery hype coming into the season. The way Chet does now, you know what I mean, I, mean? Like, I, I, I see. Yeah. High I was like, "Oh, Chet Holmgren is going to be a top five pick." Yeah, okay, like, that's fair. I mean, but we still, they was talking about Jalen. I mean, they was talking about Jalen because I mean, he beat Bronny and them. Like, it was a thing. He had yeah, a great night. He wasn't. Oh, he's a surefire top five pick. Like that's. Oh yeah, no. I mean, yeah, no, no, And I like, I get it. I understand that. You know, every year we talk about Gonzaga because they're the new kid on the block. The small, small, I guess, small big school because they're now a basketball household name. They've been uh, probably going to end up being eight or nine straight Sweet 16 appearances over the next probably two to three years. And how many championships? I mean, how many championships do guys like Coach Cal have? Like, people don't just win championships, man. That's understandable, but at least Coach Cal has won. Yeah, that's fine. Mark Few, there's only one coach in the, in the whole shit that has more than one right now. And that's, that's fair. That's the George Clooney of the college. Hoops. <laughs> that's Mr. J. Wright. You know, like it's it's hard. Mark Few probably is the best coach as of right now who doesn't have a, a national championship. So, do, but do you want to really hit like I, I, I just think that 
Gonzaga has overstayed their welcome in their conference. I that's what I truly believe is the issue. I just don't believe that they are test like their biggest, their big, their toughest game this year was against St. Mary's. St. Mary's got to win. They did. But what I'm but St. Mary's would then be the dominant person in that conference if they were to leave it. And then now St. Mary's gets a five or four or three C for the next eight years because you wanted to move Gonzaga somewhere else because you don't like that they're dominating their little old conference. Because it, I don't I don't think that it's benefiting them. You so know what I mean? If was dominating the SEC, would it benefit them? Because the SEC isn't considered a basketball conference. I mean, I agree. But like, what if what if Gonzaga went to the SEC? Obviously, that would just never happen. But I I'm mean, saying, Gonzaga went to the SEC. They probably get two and a half years of turnover for you know that new pipeline of recruits. Mm-hmm. And if anything, it might fucking hurt your case. Because what if they start dominating the SEC West, for example? Then what? <laughs> then what? Then it's, but oh, they would still. But they would still play in the SEC, which which means they would still play Kentucky in them. They would still like they would still play Alabama's. Like they would still play those teams. None of those teams you mentioned are bona fide threats when it matters most. Because even though we love Coach Cal and his cats, those guys fold often in the fucking tournament. We see it every year. Bruce Pearl's sure. Auburn Tigers, they do it all the time. Rick Barnes, mm-hmm. the niggas over there in fucking Tennessee. They all do <laughs> <laughs> They all do it. So, like, maybe for the second conversation, we can put them in – the ACC. That I, I was literally. I get out I my head. Get out I my fucking head. Get out my head, yo. <laughs> Let me in. I think that would be dope, but I also don't think that they should have to leave their conference because they're not winning the championship. I get it. I get it. If they end up being the only school to be the multiple number one overall seed to never win a championship. Fine, but I don't think that's a means to just be out on them because of that, because they play good ball. They just, at the end of the day, like, what if I said to you, well, the reason why they haven't won a championship is because they're from a small conference. I mean, I don't think that's the reason, but I mean, I think it could be, I mean, I think it could be a piece. Like if they played in the Pac-12, I think that, by tournament time, they'd be a better team. Because, like, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Don't you set up your out-of-conference play to, like, help your team, right? You you get your team ready with your out-of-conference games, right? Isn't that how you use out-of-conference games? So my thing is, okay, you still do that, but then you know, like, a, like, like the Big East. The Big East knows that the Big East is going to be tough no matter what. No matter how, what your rank is, it's going to be rigorous. It's going to be a dogfight the whole damn season, especially in the Big East tournament playing at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be rough. Gonzaga doesn't have to worry about that. Once they get out of, out of conference play, once they get into conference play, it's sunshines and rainbows other than St. Mary's. So, like, but, I just feel like if they're tested more, especially later on in the in the year, they'll find out more information about, about themselves and their team and get them battle-tested ready. Because these games come down to you being sometimes tough enough and being able to shoot well and being able to overcome adversity. 
which I think is why Jay Wright has done so well and has been so successful. His teams are in adversity consistently, whether it be in the Big East, just conference play, or whether it be the Big East tournament. It's consistent. It's just the consistency of, of playing tough games. And I just don't think Gonzaga throughout the year and the season plays enough tough games. I'm glad you capped that with the year and the season because I literally was going to say to you, well, what's more high stake and high pressure and high anxiety than losing a game in the tournament? Because that's when they're tested most. You know, you know, I had a little mental checklist, you know, play hard, check. <laughs> check, check. Play tough and physical, check, 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 check. Face adversity again. Check, 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 check. It's like they just did all those things you asked for them on Billy's qualification to not be a leader. Check. That's a team that you may or may not. This is a safe space. You may or may not have put money on in Memphis. You know, and I'm like. Ah. Like I get it. That's just you being you hating on hating on the Zags again. But I can't be pro Penny. What the hell? You're not pro Imani. He's not even really playing. They That's they true. easing him back onto the floor. He hit one three in the first game and then sat his ass down for the rest of the game. <laughs> but you know, matches like that, games like that are predicated upon matchups their best players in gonzaga are their bigs memphis has a bunch of dogs it's a good clash for your measuring stick Jalen durans and shit like that strong philly shit swag shout them out but um you know <laughs> they were up 10 your tweets da -da 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 -da, flying out hot and heavy this nigga Zaggy nigga you so talking about, yo. You know what I was doing? You know, guess what I was doing? You I had my robe on. I had a robe on, do-rag on, wine glass, like, whole sipping. It's a long game. It's a long, it's a long game. <laughs> Did they show you anything in that run when they ripped your fucking heart out? No. I mean, they didn't rip my heart out, but I mean, that's the type. Stop, stop. They didn't rip my heart out. They, didn't, they did not rip my heart out. No, but like the way okay, Chet played in that. Stop. The way Chet played in that game, though, was like, damn, bro, can I get this? Can I get this some more, bro? Can I just please and thank you? Like, this is what I've been asking for, dog. I just like you have everybody. 12, everybody. Everybody's telling me you got the ability to do this, bro. Just do it. Just do it. When Nike said, just do it. Like, he just. He also got Drew Tim Tibay. Just Tim. do it. Shia LaBeouf. Just Tim do A. it. Tim just A. do it. Timmy. That's all I'm asking for, man. And I'm I'm glad. I'm glad he's. I'm, and to be honest, I'm glad that he did it on such a big stage as well. Is this See, this is me. I'm giving him his flowers. This is me being unbiased. unbiased. I am unbiased. I'm consistently unbiased. You just don't like that I will critique somebody 
And then when they play well, I'll give them their flowers for playing well. I don't know why you don't like that I do that. You you are you good with words? You think you're good with words? Very good. You know, you know about like sentence structure and shit. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Inflection and tonality mm-hmm. and shit like that. I'm Mr. Toner. Nah, lack toner, low printer. So like if <laughs> I said to you, like, I don't know, read the words, just do it, you would say it in a certain way, right? Yeah. Then if I said, read this again, and it had a question mark on it, how would you say that? Just do it. Mm. If I had an exclamation point on it? Just do it! You see how you change your tone and all those things? Yeah, for sure. When you give critiques and credit and flowers and niggas, it's very backhanded. It's very phonistically different. And it's a lot of undermining, underlayer, undertones, not the red ones, undertones and bullshit. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, you doing this, John? That's how you be saying it. I don't though. I'd be actually. I meant what I said. At least he did it on the big. At least he did it on the big stage. Like that. I said I was glad that he did it on the big stage. Glad. I'm glad. Why glad? Why not glad? I mean, satisfied. Why not pleased? (laughs) Glad. Glad is almost like you might have said. About time. I mean, I'm glad that he did it on a big stage because it allows everybody to see his talent. If you did again, you wasn't glad when Colin Gillespie finally came up to play and you was talking all this. Oh, I literally what I did say. I said that to you. I said that I was glad that he came to play. But I what did I also say? I also said that Eric Dixon was the reason why we won the game in the first place. That's literally what I said. He played the biggest minutes in that game. Colin had a great game for sure. A thousand percent. He had a great game, and he was everything we needed, especially in clutch time. But that man, Eric Dixon, if he don't play the way that he fucking plays, we lose that game. If he plays how we fucking played at the XL Center here in Hartford, we lose that game because he's been playing soft all year. And I don't know if he's from if it's because he's from Abington or what. I don't know. Shout out to Cliff. Ask Cliff, yo. Where's Cliff, yo? I don't know, but like. He, sh- he stepped. He he stepped up last night. Yesterday, yesterday afternoon, he stepped up. Yeah, no, and and I think a lot of that had to do with the way that Jay Wright wanted to attack the defense because he realized early on, oh, they're not really helping off of anybody because you know we have threats at shooters all across the floor. So Eric Dixon, who actually is the best shooter on the team, percentage wise, is. Interesting enough. That's also a positive because I think a, a matchup like that for a team like Michigan could cause some problems. So how do you think that Michigan's going to get themselves into trouble? Well, they're going to have to try to protect their big man in ball screen action because if they get into foul trouble with the bigs, it's going to be a long game for them because – I just 
like at some point, I think the more talented team usually wins the game unless you're Auburn and you do some weird shit. Um, but like, I, I, I just don't think that Jay Wright teams lose just to lose. Like it, you need bad shooting night from Nova plus an incredible shooting night, above average shooting night from the opponent foul trouble and you have to muck it up to the point that the Nova guards, both of them get in foul trouble. That's a long list of things that have happened without anything to like for anything to not go wrong. Let me tell you something, being a Nova fan, you would think that it's a very long list and it is, but I've seen it happen on just way too many occasions, especially before Jay Wright got his first national championship. It was, it was a, it was a, it was just a routine thing that we'd go cold, you know, guys would get into foul trouble. It'd be like a rough and tough game. We'd be out, you know, out muscled. They'd be the aggressors and it would, we would, we would lose in bad fashion and we would always undersell. Would you say that those games were in the tournament more so than like the Big East tournament? Or um, I think it'd be a mix of both. Cause I mean, especially before Jay wins, like that was the whole thing. Like we'd be high seeds and then you were Gonzaga. You said what? You can I got your tongue or something? Were you Gonzaga at that point in time? I guess we were Gonzaga before Gonzaga. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. But then but then a like, revelation. We, Ladies then, and gentlemen. But then we we figured it out. Like, my guys figured it out. Like, I don't know if, you know, Mark Few is the guy to figure it out. I don't know. But getting back to my – yeah, that's what I'm saying. So getting back to my guys, though, we know Jay Wright's that man. He's that – he's won two in the last five. So, I mean – Like, I honestly think, like, even when, like, Coach K's retiring – Ooh. To me, that means <laughs> to me that means that Jay Wright is the head, shoulders, knees, and toes best coach in the sport. Oh wow! I That's, mean, I thought I was tripping for saying that, but you're not even a fan of like Nova, and you, you know, you no, say I mean things that. like that. I mean that, like outside of Gino Oriema as the probably best college coach that we have Ever. in basketball, <laughs> like G, like. Jay Wright is the best coach in college basketball. As soon as Coach K I mean, shit, he might be the best coach right now. But <laughs> I just, I, I don't see like just consistency, preaching the right things, and having like you know how the staple of Syracuse is the zone. Mm-hmm. Like that's a thing. Like you look at a Jay Wright coach team and you think of jump stop, pivot, control, the Nova, the Nova tap. Those things are are staples of something that he has now created over a long span. And not even that. And what I think is the biggest difference between the two programs, and you know, obviously Syracuse used to be in the Big East, but that zone system is like it's lost its nostalgia, right? Like it doesn't, 
it doesn't have the same weight in the basketball world that it used to, which is why I think they've been hurting and recruiting. But I think the style of play that that Jay Wright has curated, I don't think that ever goes anywhere because it's fundamentally sound. And at the end of the day, the game of basketball, if you can play fundamentally sound, you can be successful. <laughs> I mean, think about it, though. Like, there's way more basketball players who would be high recruits, who would be candidates for both of these schools that are fundamentally driven, you know, taught the game a certain way. More of those type of players who would fit a Jay Wright system than the type of player who would fit the zone in Syracuse. Because, like, Dan, the offensive side of the ball for, for Syracuse right now, but, like, there's a certain type of player that fits the zone. And mm-hmm. that pool of players is a lot smaller than the Olympic-sized pool that you can grab and go to in Nova. Like, if Jay Wright decided that he was going to recruit outside of the tri-state, like, a, like if he started to recruit people from the West Coast, the whole dynamic of the team probably still stays the same. It's a different style of – whereas those people who are playing in the zone, the Deion Waiters, the Mellows, the Malachi Richardsons, like – those are dudes who were only predicated and focused on one side of the ball. Not to say that they're lazy defensive players or whatever, but the zone kind of hides you from having to work hard individually on defense. It helps you communicate. It helps you see the floor, read and react, play passing lanes and things like that. But the trade-off of what the zone brings versus the foundation first approach in Nova is a huge reason why I think Jay Wright is the best coach in college basketball. Because regardless of the revolving door of, of, of athletes in college basketball, those principles are shown through every single player who comes through that school. We saw Corey Fisher go out and dance on niggas wherever he wanted to until that Nova whistle come in his jump stop to dribble pass. Who knew Sadiq Bay and Josh Hart can go get 44 and 50? You wouldn't think that Nova. But their principal is still there. It's just the things I see. I don't know. It's just me. I If you had to ask me who the best coach was in college basketball, I'm going to tell you it's Jay Wright. That's just me. I love that. That, that makes my heart warm. That makes my heart warm. My question to you is, do you think Syracuse keeps the zone when Bayheim is gone? I don't because I think that's that's Jim's. I just think that's his baby. Um, I don't think the school or the university would want to keep that because I just don't. You can't try to be like your predecessor. You know what I mean? Like you got to you got to bring something new um, and you got to you got to find another reason for guys to come to Syracuse again. Like You got to somehow jumpstart that, which is crazy to say. Your Dior community decommitted. What the fuck? I mean, there's a reason though, right? Yeah, I mean, always a reason. ACC isn't what it used to be. I mean, especially with Coach K now leaving. Like, where's the ACC? Like, obviously, North Carolina's ha- had a crazy run. Is having a crazy run, but you know, 
Nobody expected this out of North Carolina. North Carolina got beat by 30 at the crib by Duke this year. And they didn't even have a lot of big conference. They didn't have a lot of big wins. Top 25 wins. They didn't have a lot. So it's like, bruh, like, I don't know. Syracuse is going to have to figure out something. I don't know if they're going to have to dip into that New York pool real heavy. I don't know what, but. I don't know if they're gonna have to have. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna have to have Mello come up to the dome and do a triple threat session. I don't know, but they're gonna have to figure something out, man. They are about to be out of there. They are because, like, even like even on like the down years for Kansas, they still got niggas over there. (laughs) Why can't we have some folks over at the Q's on our down years? Where's our down year? Anybody. We don't even have a down year McCormick. <laughs> That's the, like our down year with CJ Fair and him, and it's like, oh, like that ain't enough. <laughs> it's good, but it's not enough, yo. It can't be. And it pains me because I need to see my boys do well, but I think I'm going with, I think I'm rocking with Nova. For it's, it's really messed up, man, because it's like. You nervous. Turn- you, want them to, you want them to lose so I can then lose. And like, that's the shit I'll be saying about tonality. And like, you look, you ever watch the negotiator, Samuel Jackson? And he tell you, like, you look up into the left, you accessing the, the cortex of your brain with creative, creative thoughts. Like, that's you. Like, I just watch you look up, try, like, you know what I mean? Accessing your your haterade portals and shit. That shit crazy. It's not hate. I just know. I just just know that if, you know, Nova were to lose, I'm a lock at winning. It's the competitiveness in me. It has nothing to do with hate. Why is that a benefit for you? Because you have Nova in your final four. And if I can take another Final Four team away from you, that's only better for me. So what happens when your champion loses? You the one, I'm fine. I'm still cool because you the one that's telling me that you see motherfuckers lose their championship team and still win the bracket challenge. So tell me more, sir. I'm not telling you anything, actually. What I am going to tell you is... Root for Nova, bro. That's your team. You don't want your team to lose for for. There's bro, other don't teams, do that. There's other teams that can lose for you to beat me. Right. Thanks. That's why. I'm, why do you think I put money on Arkansas? Because I'm you hating. I'm not. I want to win. No. I want the double. I want the double win. I want to win the bread, and I want to also win and know the fact that you're not gonna fucking beat me in the tournament challenge. Well, I currently sit above the ranks. <laughs> Which is real cool. The one seed. First weekend out. Cleaned of region. I was ahead of you at first, though, so it's cool. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, all those weird picks that you was making on your own started to pop up on that ass. Now look we, at you. We're going to see whose picks is weird, motherfucker. We're going to. We are. That's we fine. We're going to see. We're going to see. Fine. It's okay, Mr. Postman. It's okay. Just know <laughs> that if you win this fucking chip, 
and you order a John Moran MLK jersey <laughs> and not any other legendary jersey for free, we're going to do a whole show on jersey etiquette. Okay, here's the thing, though. I no, I misspoke, no. and I thought it was the same jersey. I thought it was... <laughs> I thought the I thought the the one with the bear on it. I thought that one was a part. I I thought that was the MLK one. I misspoke, so I'll take responsibility. Wasn't for that. doing anything. Black no, no, it's cool. Okay, I'll take responsibility for that. I'll take ownership. I'll take accountability. I misspoke. Motherfucker said John Moran. You guys hear this? <laughs> John Moran, MLK jersey. Not an Orlando Magic pinstripe. Not a Kobe eight. Not a Dino Baby Vince, T-Mac. Shit, not even a throwback Steve franchise drink. No World Be Free. Chamaran MLK jersey, man. I guess that'll be TBD. <laughs> oh, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. One more.